Welcome into the windy plains of Oklahoma. It's another episode of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. Going to be diving into all the March madness. It is March. It is madness. My bracket's busted. My bracket was busted, I think, after the second game. I think most people's were. Uh, going to be breaking down all the March Madness games from the past week and also looking at some Sweet 16 matchups for the next weekend and also some World Baseball Classic. That's been going on. It's been pretty fun to watch. Uh, but before we get on that, make sure you follow stream on any platform at Burgers and Brats and make sure uh, you're watching on YouTube. Uh, burgers and brats and we've got very special guests from the ou food pantry matthew marks wow you didn't even introduce me as your original co-host i see i see how I it is they know it they know they it. know that i've been on too along a lot yeah. too but uh yeah no it's good to be back i just wanted to put on the ou food pantry because it looks like uh you guys have been doing some really good stuff talk about that yeah, we have. Yeah, we are partnering with Ethan Downs with OU Football to do the biggest drive we've ever done on our campus. And it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and getting and tying that in with the spring game. So, yeah, we've got a lot of big things happening, helping a lot of people. So it's uh, it's great work we're doing. Good, good. Love, love involving the OU Food Pantry in this. I love helping out and everything. So uh, good stuff yeah, out there. Yeah, I can uh, count uh, how many times you've helped out multiple no. multiple you got two two hands uh-huh um, yeah uh-huh yeah all right well matt i i i think we know where to start there's been a lot of crazy games but fdu fairley farley fairley dickinson <laughs> upsets a uh, number one purdue 16 seed fdu beats number one purdue that was something that yeah. was something it really was Braxton that that game. I'll tell you, I, I've got I've got issues with with Purdue and I want to start with the the opportunities they did not take advantage of in the second half. I think it was way, maybe six minutes to go. Um, they were in the double bonus. They did not get to the line and I may be wrong. Maybe they got to the line once or twice, but until like a minute 30 left, they had an opportunity to. Take advantage. You have Zach Eady, who's taller than anybody. The FDU's he, roster. The FDU, I think, average height is 6'1". Shortest team in <laughs> all of D1. Shortest team. And you have an opportunity here to go to the foul line over and over and over again. And you don't. And you don't take advantage of that. FDU played what you want to see out of a Cinderella team. They played so well. But Purdue, not only becoming an embarrassment, but also just messed up big time in the opportunity. And look, FDU was double team and triple team in Zach Eady. I mean, they, they, they shut him down. But it was a big mistake by Purdue that you weren't getting to the line and just trying to drive the ball and just try to get some free shots because they, they didn't get any shots. And they yeah, turned they, the ball over a lot. Yeah, the, they had eight, 16 turnovers. Purdue had 16 turnovers. I mean, FDU had nine, but yeah, Edie, I think he had seven shots in the first half total and only 11. He was 7-11 in the game. That That is not what you need to be doing when you are that tall of a man going into a 6-1 team and your whole team is relying on you. Uh, you should not be having only 11 shots in this game, no. especially only seven in the first half. And then uh, 19 of 53 from the field. That is awful. And then uh they were let's see three pointers, uh five to twenty-six. 
five of 26. They could get nothing to fall. I mean, FDU wasn't much better, but it's just a remarkable story. I mean, this FDU team, four and 22 last year as a, as a team, they were second in the NEC tournament. They didn't even win their conference. They only went because the team that beat them was transitioning to D1. And apparently the Kim Palm rankings, this was the worst conference in basketball, <laughs> the NEC. So just a remarkable story. I'm, I am so let down by Purdue. I, there are three teams I learned this weekend that I will never, ever pick to go at least past uh, the second round, maybe four. Uh, you got Purdue, Arizona, Virginia, and Kentucky. I think those four teams you can just never pick to go past two rounds. Well, I, and I learned my buddy Jacob Thomas, he said that he warned me because we went over our picks right before the tournament started. He said he, he warned me. He said, you know, Purdue, he's always picked Purdue, but he said he just can't trust them to go all the way. I had Purdue in my championship game. I did not have them winning at all. I did not. But I, I thought, hey, why not? This is the year Purdue can can do something. Um, but should have known that eh, maybe they weren't really a number one seed after all. They didn't play like one for sure. Um, and that was a mistake. And but look, I, you see the stat. They, this this team has now lost to like a 15 seed, a 16 seed, a 14 seed. I mean, they've almost lost every seed. And it's an embarrassment. Matt Painter is is, you know, Mr. Purdue. He's been there for a long time. He played there. He's a great head coach, but he just is now hitting this brick wall. He can't get past this. And uh, he's got no championship to show for right now. And um, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to make a coaching change or anything, but it's just at some point you got to go, okay, what's, what's going on at Purdue? Um, because they just can't get over the hump. And again, it's not Matt Painter's fault. He's not playing. It's the players, but that second half, that last, last 10 minutes, that was pathetic. Yeah. Atrocious. I mean, they had 19 total free throws on the game, but when you look at this, uh, Purdue had, they had to beat a 16 seed that was not, not any good. Then they had to beat either Memphis or FAU, which, I mean, eight nine seeds, you should easily win that. FAU had never even made or won a uh, conference or a bracket game. And then you maybe had to face Tennessee or Duke, which could have been easily beatable just to get to Elite Eight. And then you have your first real competition, maybe. So they had an easy path to get there, too, and they go out in the first uh, round. It's, luckily, I only picked them to make my Elite Eight. Uh, I never picked them to be, make my Elite Four or my Final Four, but I did that Marquette, which sucks. But yeah, Purdue, like you said, the last three tournaments, uh, they've lost to, uh, have I've been losses to thirteen seeds or higher. Yeah, their last three, thirteen seeds and higher. That is, and they've run into that some of you know that Cinderella magic, but still, I mean, you, you should be able to put that put them away. Yeah, just really an embarrassing need. effort. And you've got the tallest player. You got Zach Eady. Zach Eady's played so well, mm -hmm. you know, and they really, they didn't use them. I mean, they, they wasted them. Yeah, they really did in this game. Couldn't hit anything down low. Couldn't hit anything outside. Um, and then Virginia, <laughs> come on, man, Virginia too. Oh, man. Uh, well, can I just say something about Virginia real quick? That that's a game that you're like, Hey, we won, but we don't want it. That's exactly what it was. You pass the ball in, they're going to do the foul game. You've won this game, though. You won this game. They were up by what? They were up by two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're up by the two. Threesome. Chunks yeah. the ball. Yeah, you're up by two. You pass the ball. You just get the ball in. Now, I know they they Furman was really guarding them very well. But, look, you get the ball in, it's a foul game, and then you hopefully you make two, and then it's over. I mean, it's over at that point. Mm -hmm. Instead, you just chunk the ball down the field, 
down the field. I'm not thinking football. Gosh, see, this is how much it just made me upset. You just chunk the ball down the court, and then here you go. It goes right in the hands of the other guy, and it's like, okay, well, that was a mistake. Let's just play defense. Well, magic happens, and there's your three. March March Madness. And you look at the dude on his right is wide open, just a little 15, 20 foot pass, a little easy one right to a wide open guy gets, gets the ball and run off more seconds. Maybe gets free throws games over. You're moving on. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Virginia also have a timeout? Probably. They probably did. And he just decided to play quarterback. So just Don, that kid is going to be thinking about the rest of his life. Um, Cause I mean, they win. They get when they win that game. Then they get to face San Diego State, and then then they face Alabama. So it could easily got to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, and then Virginia, two of twelve for three pointers, only made two, only shot twelve, which is pretty low for a team. We, yeah, well, we've seen a lot of teams that have struggled beyond the arc on this tournament. I mean, yeah. it's there's been some lousy three point percentage from some teams that generally are pretty good. Um, and and that's and that's really cost them. I mean, we've seen teams. Who was it? Um, oh, I forget which team. There was a guy that was zero for eleven to start the game from three, and he made one late in the second half. I forget which team, but yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of struggling from from downtown. I mean, I it it's some of the worst basketball you've ever seen in your life for the first thirty seven minutes. And then the last three minutes, it's so good. Ends on a buzzer beater. You're like, this was the greatest game ever. That is how these yep. games are going. It's just terrible exactly. basketball. Until exactly. the final few minutes. And let I don't even want to talk about this team. This, this is stupid. This is just stupid. How do you lose to an Ivy League school? Arizona, two seed, losing to number 15 seed Princeton. At least Princeton made it to the Sweet 16 somehow. But Arizona, as a number two seed, I think I picked them – to go to my uh would be Elite Eight or uh Sweet Sixteen. I think my Elite Eight as well face Purdue. Yeah, I think my Elite Eight facing Purdue. But to go out and lose to an Ivy League school who um I don't Princeton is the fourth Ivy League school. Uh I'll have to get the stat real quick. Uh, but well, the yeah, Ivy League schools have not won. Yeah, while well, you're looking that up, I mean, this is this was really impressive by I mean by Princeton um, and a, a good an Arizona team, a very veteran Arizona team that um, just blew a game. We saw this a whole uh, so I don't know how many times, and I don't know the the entire um, you know how how big Arizona was up in that game. I, I don't have that on the top of my head, but you see a lot of we've seen a lot of teams in this tournament that get early late. And I know it's, it's a long game. You could be up yeah. by 15 in the first 10 minutes of the game. And then it's a close game. That's usually how it always goes. You got a lot of teams that went up early and they choked it. They stopped doing what worked and they start switching it up. And then they got cr- crazy with it, turn the ball over, making bad passes, bad shot selection. We've seen this so many times and Arizona you a team like Princeton and Princeton is kind of an exception because what we saw them do, they dominated Missouri. And I'm not saying Missouri is a good team because they came in um, is, is not, I mean, I was ESPN, had, you know, they do the little bios before with each team as you head in the tournament. And apparently Missouri is the worst rebounding team coming into the tournament or something like that. And so you go and you see this team and go, okay, you know, Missouri is not like, you know, you're going against Kansas or something. 
But still, a nothing to take away is dominating performance. They dominated the whole game. Princeton did against Missouri. So Princeton belongs here. They do. Yeah. But man, Arizona veteran team couldn't close it early. Yeah, Print, so let a team stick around and it's over. Yeah, and Princeton is the fourth Ivy League school to make the Sweet Sixteen since 1975. Wow. Yeah. Only 0.112% of brackets had Princeton beating Arizona. So I think this is when we were about down to 300 brackets remaining perfect. Uh, but like you said, uh, kind of going into that Princeton, 4 of 25 from 3 for the first game against Arizona. Second game, they uh, lit it up 12 of 33 from 3s from Missouri. And like you said, the rebounding, uh, Princeton had 44 rebounds in their game against Missouri. So, I mean, yeah. offense six, they had double the offensive rebounds as Missouri. So, offenses, second chances, that's what's going to help you win. And yeah, Princeton looks pretty good. I mean, they really have a good chance to make the Elite Eight facing Creighton uh, upcoming. So, that's going to be that's gonna be a tough game. Creighton has, has played really well, especially what they did to yeah. Baylor. Um, I didn't see that. So that's, that's not going to be easy, but let's see what Princeton can do. I mean, they made it this far and can they keep it going? That would be really impressive if a 15 seed can make it to the Elite Eight. I mean, that, phew, wow. I love to see that. Yeah, I think we're all rooting for Princeton right now. Uh, and then Duke, I mean, they looked really good in their first game. Or I think it was Oral Roberts is probably the game you're thinking about where, I mean, they just went cold. I think it was like, five to 22 or maybe even worse than that maybe like five to 28 i mean that game was oral roberts i think was down 14 nothing to start the game i mean that was that was really sad and and i i picked oral roberts and decided this was a the bad decision to make this selection but i thought hey why not i stole it you know they did a couple years ago um and you know their, their point guard um ambrus 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 is that right it's like abmus or I miss, yeah. yeah. Uh, Max, right. I think this yeah. is the first thing. Yeah. He, he was lights out, but he was ice cold this game and uh, Oral Roberts just could not ever get back in the game and they just got run off the court. Um, but Duke looked good in that game, uh, but they found their number in the next game. Tennessee really played well, even though the sh- some shots weren't falling, but the defense with Tennessee did really well toward to, to close out the game. Yeah. I match. mean, Oral Roberts, 8 of 32 from three in that first game. Duke only took 16 threes, but they were efficient and uh, dominated the offensive glass. And, yeah, Duke, that first game looked amazing. Thought, okay, this is that Duke team that everyone was picking to go Final Four and everything. And then you run into Tennessee, and they only allowed Duke to 20, 20, 21 points in the first half. That's insane. Yeah, Uh, that was the lowest scoring I think Duke's ever had in a first half, right? Yeah, so you are going to win games Turn if you game. hold an opponent to 20 points in the first half, the first 20 minutes. Uh, I was impressed by Tennessee a lot in this. I mean, you lose your best player uh, before the uh, SEC tournament, at least kind of halfway through the season. And then now you are a pretty easy win away from going to the lead eight facing FAU. And the offense for Tennessee ran through the point guard, Vescovi, uh, or Vescovi. I mean, they, that guy played really well and made some threes when they needed it because some shots, again, that's maybe one of the teams too, some shots weren't falling. You know, you keep taking threes, keep taking shots, and it wasn't falling. Tennessee's defense would stop uh, Duke, and it would kind of go back and forth. But uh, Vescovi hit some big threes when they needed it the most and gave them those start getting that momentum and those runs that propelled them to a victory. So he was yeah. he was really good. They looked good. I mean um... – Kentucky, K State, uh, that was one of the better games as well. This uh, this weekend, uh, that 
yeah, like Kentucky, like one of these teams you said, they had a big lead in, in the first half, kind of that choked it away. I think they only had by one at halftime, but they just stopped with going to what worked with them. It, this Kentucky team, you always they always have the talent. They can't ever go that far. Luckily, I had K-State beating Kentucky uh, in this game. This was like one of the only few games I had that actually made it <laughs> to the round of 32 together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it, fun game all around for this team. I, I don't know how many threes from 35 feet I saw in this one just go down. K-State got hot. And they only made – these teams only made a combined nine three-pointers, but it felt like so many because it was in the final like two minutes that no one was missing. A lot of free throws in this game. Kentucky out-rebounded them by 19. Man. Dude, least- that, that the center for Kentucky was, was phenomenal. And I was so mad about that call towards the end of the game where they got um, Noel. Noel? Noel, yeah. Noel got two free throws when he was passing the ball. Oh yeah, passing the ball. It was not a shot. Come on, he you got watch replay clearly passing the ball. That was crazy. That, that was frustrating. I was screaming in my TV at that point, literally, because I had Kentucky, and that and it, you saw momentum. Momentum was already starting to shift towards Kansas State. That fully was the swing right there. Mm-hmm. And look, you don't blame that on the. I'm not blaming on the refs, but that that was a terrible call at that point right there. Um, that started to just shift momentum completely to K-State. And, uh, yeah, for my bracket, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I loved it. I was like, yeah, he was shooting that. He was shooting. I saw it. Yeah. And then I watched mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh, I'm like, oh that, no, he wasn't. Got, got away with it. And, and he's in 90%, 98, 95, 90% free throws. I mean, the guy makes everything. So he he made some big-time shots. He played really well. Yeah, and the, yeah, he played really well towards the end. I, I really feel like the officiating – except for maybe a few games, was pretty pretty good. I mean, most of these games, there's, most of these teams had under 10 free throws, at least under 15 free throws per game for most of the teams. So I, I think overall the officiating has been pretty good. I think that Michigan State-Marquette game, uh, pretty choppy officiating kind of on both sides, especially well, coming against Michigan State for like the first early part. But Houston and Auburn too. I didn't get to see much fans. of that game, but – there was there was a lot of I mean it was almost like every time down foul on on both sides it was it was getting annoying it, it was almost I don't know how many straight possessions were just foul 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 free throws I was like come on man that's too much and then uh, Marquette how far did you have Marquette going I had them in my elite eight all right and then my final four so I was not happy but yeah well I, go ahead yeah what were you gonna say Tom Izzo man Spartan strong. After the year, after the year, the shooting on Mission State campus, uh, it's a good story. Uh, I mean, it's a sad story. It's a good story to root for them, uh, picking them to go. But Tom Izzo, man, that Hall of Famer, one of the greatest coaches. How many does he have? He has how many rings does he have? Does he have any? One. I don't know exactly. Yeah, they, I think they've won, haven't they? They, they, they have, have to double check me. Let me let me let me look it up because uh, I don't know the top off the top well, of my head. I am so pissed with Marquette. I mean, they got their runs going, uh, they got it down. Uh, Michigan State made two three pointers. They were two of sixteen, two, and yeah. you still lose this game. Marquette made eleven. But okay, here's kind of a difference in uh, free throws. I was on the opposite side. Apparently, Michigan State had twenty three free throws, while Marquette only had fourteen. Uh, rebounds pretty similar. 26 uh, or just a few more offense rebounds for Michigan State, but 
really pretty even, just a lot more free throws. Uh, kind of does it, does it, and then Marquette had a late turnover in there, just stupid, stupid uh, plays down the stretch. But, yeah, I was upset with Shock Smart and Marquette because I thought they, they, they had the easiest path. Honestly, yeah. besides Bama to make a to make the final four. You don't you don't go against the Tom Izzo team in March. And uh, I looked it up. He won in 2000. So it's been 23 years. He's got one title to his name, but he is he is one of the Hall of Fame coaches. And he is um, I mean, his teams are fun. You, you, you go back and you watch a lot of his teams come March and they make deep runs. And uh, he he proved that. I mean, he. Beat beat USC and that was a close game. They pulled away in kind of in the second half of the, the second part of the second half, and then you see what he does to Shaka Smart's team, uh, a, a very good, strong Marquette team that was supposed to go far, and and they they battled, and um, yeah, I, there was a lot of upsets there, um, I, and I'm going to say this as we're looking ahead, I, I hope he continues. I hope he beats K State. I don't know if you have K State, you know, or well, you have Marquette, so it wouldn't oh, matter. I'm done. I'm done on that side. But, I, I want to see him continue this. I, I am a big fan of Tom Izzo's um, just watching over the years, his teams. I don't, I mean, I don't watch in the regular season, but when it comes time to March, he, he's a passionate fired up head coach and his players respect him. His players love him. And uh, the school loves him. And we saw that again, as you talked about the, the shooting on campus, he was a big figure there um, and, and talked to the press and talked to the media and, and really just, uh, you know, tried to rally and uh, a, a good, uh, just a good human. And so I, I want to see him beat K-State. I'm also mad because it, it shouldn't be K-State, it should be Kentucky. And so I want to see K-State knocked out. But uh, I'm excited to watch and see that game because uh, that will be a really good game, too. All right, um, going to the other side of the bracket, uh, Kansas losing to Arkansas. <laughs> Come on. Get, make your free throws, Kansas. I mean, I think if Bill Self's in this game, I, I think a, a one-point swing is probably there. Uh, Kansas wins this game. But uh, Kansas even had – I'm looking at the wrong game. <laughs> Let me look at the right game here. I yeah. mean, both completely even – Field goals made, but Arkansas had eight more attempts uh, on there. Both teams only a combined eight uh, three-pointers made. Both teams went to the line. Uh, can't They had the exact same amount of free throws, but Arkansas just made three more than them. Make free throws down the stretch, Kansas. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You make your free throws, and in Kansas, again, another team that had a lead, a good lead to start the game, and they let Arkansas – get into it and just stay alive, stay in it. And I mean, that was their undoing. Um, yeah, Kansas, Kansas blew this one. They, they really did. And Arkansas, you got a very passionate head coach. You saw Eric Musselman get on the scoreboard, take his shirt off with the fans. I mean, you know, yeah. fans love that. And we're going to see a really good battle um, with him and UConn um, in this next battle in this, in the sweet 16 game. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um but yeah, I mean, Kansas, Kansas choked this one. They really did, and and we're we're not going to get to see someone try to win back to back years. That, that ruined that streak for this this time. So yeah, yeah, another team maybe not to pick to go far is Kansas as well. I mean, you can pick them to go to Sweet Sixteen at least. Lead eight. I had them. Yeah, I had them. I think Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight. Maybe I had them in Elite Eighteen. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Elite Eight, but. Yeah, they're my final four team to fall first. 
Dang. Stupid. Make it free throws. Uh, Gonzaga looks really good. Great game against CC the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the radar, should have picked Gonzaga. The one year I don't pick them to go far, should have picked Gonzaga. Yeah, I got them in a Final Four team. I'm excited for that UCLA-Gonzaga matchup that I'm predicting to, to make it hopefully happen for that chance for the Final Four when we get there. Um, that will be – I hope we get that rematch. That Those are two really good teams. Mick Cronin's done a great job with UCLA. Uh, they've got incredible players. Jaime Jaquez is just leading that offense. I mean, that that that's just a really good team. But then Drew Timmy for Gonzaga. Um, so it's I hope forever. that matchup happens again because that's that will be a classic for March Madness. Yeah, we're getting into the thicker of things. It's going to be so much fun. All right, before mm-hmm. we uh, predict our Sweet 16, let's go through On This Day in History real quick. On This Day, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Uh, 1965, cosmonaut Alexei Leonov. I, I completely butchered that. That's uh, Russian right there. Uh, becomes yeah, you the did. first uh-huh. person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alexei Le- Leonov. <laughs> becomes the first what? person. Yeah, Alexei. What did Alexei do? <laughs> He became the first person to walk in space. 1965. Woo. Uh, 1985, the first international domain name, uh, Symbolics.com, was registered. 1985. Wow, I didn't know it was that long ago. Nice. Uh, 2003, the beginning of the invasion of Iraq. 2003. So uh, You're really I- bringing out the good good ones tonight, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, well, there was nothing good on it. <laughs> on these days, we're pretty mid uh, this week. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Queen Latifah, Bruce Willis, uh, Kurt Russell, and Wyatt Earp. So, hey, connection right there. Tombstone. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Only tomb- Only okay shootout at the un- okay corral you need to watch. That's the only movie you need to watch for that. Okay. All right. On this day, sponsored by Hefner I Care. All right. Let's pick some Sweet 16, Matt. Let's start this team. Let's start with the easiest pick right here. This team, didn't talk about them in the first round because we don't need to because they are that good. Brandon Miller is a shooter. Uh, he can he get the he get the joke right there. But Yeah, I was just going to, yeah, let's keep moving. <laughs> All right, Alabama versus San Diego State. Bama. No, no other reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I have Bama. Um, I need the points. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego State's played well. I mean, really – Brian Detcher's team has played really well in this tournament. And this may, I hope this one's a close game. I don't think it's a blowout, but I think Bama will pull away at the end. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going Bama. Yeah. San Diego State, 2% better three point percent shooter and a 0.5% better field goal percent shooter from the Aztecs. Okay. Well, maybe an upset brewing, but no. Uh, Bama. Winning this one. Please win the tournament. Please give me some points. Please, Bama. Uh, and then let's go Creighton, Penn, Princeton. Uh, I mean, Princeton, they've been on this, been on the run. Why Why go against them now? Creighton does look really good. They looked really good against Baylor. I thought Baylor would wipe, kind of wipe the floor with them. But give me the Ivy League over Creighton. Yeah, I'd like to see the that them uh, Princeton continue going in this tournament. I mean, for a 15 seed, like I said earlier, this would be really cool to see. Let's keep it going. All right, and then Alabama Princeton will predict the elite eight. Yeah, Alabama. All right, uh, FAU and Tennessee. I mean, FAU uh, became America's villain uh, versus FDU uh, with especially with that late trying yeah. 360 re- reverse windmill dunk. What kind? Of, what was that? Come on, 
I did not like that at all. But FAU, yeah, that was stupid. I mean, that FAU, was stupid. They could have been a Cinderella team, like a team we all rooted for. They didn't do that. But FAU never won a March Madness game, so uh, it kind of sucks. They went to from to America's villain, even though they've never even won here. Yeah. But uh, Janelle Johnson, the first ever in March Madness history to go 25 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 steals for FAU. Dang. Okay. I need a lot nice. from him. Uh, give me Tennessee, though, over FAU. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think Tennessee is a good pick there, and we'll see what they can do. All right. K-State versus Michigan State. Yeah, but yeah, I've already said this. I want Michigan State to win. Tom Izzo, keep it going. Let's go to the Elite Eight, baby. I'll, I'll ride with Michigan State. Be the better team, Marquette. Uh, looked really good. I'm smart and strong with them. Why not? And then yeah. give me give me Michigan State. Make the maybe Elite Four or Final Four. Yeah, I mean that. Why not? I mean they they like you said they've been some really good teams. I mean yeah. they played extremely well. So keep it going. All right, Zaga, UCLA. Yeah, on this one. I've got Gonzaga. This is one that I, I still uh yeah, both have both those teams still in and I've I picked Gonzaga to take UCLA, but this one's gonna be extremely close. This one's gonna be one that could go to overtime. It could be down to the buzzer beater at the end, um, because both teams are playing so so well. Um, but I gotta go Gonzaga. All right, I'm going Gonzaga to pick this matchup also, but when, when, yeah, I'll root for Gonzaga. I really want to see them win. I really want to see Gonzaga win, how close they've been the last few years. Mm-hmm. I, I really need it. Uh, Arkansas, UConn. UConn, I mean, everyone's pick, kind of a lot of famous people's pick, uh, experts pick to make a Final Four uh, or the National Championship. I thought they'd get to this game. I thought they'd lose to Kansas, but no Kansas. They got Arkansas. Give me give me UConn in this one. Beat a really I... good team. Mary's team pretty good. Yeah, UConn, UConn has looked really good. Um, I I think they will probably win this game. I don't want them to. I want Arkansas to win. I got people that picked UConn in other brackets, so I don't want to see that happening. But I, UConn has looked really good, and uh, they should beat Arkansas. But we'll see. Arkansas's got some magic, and they got a fiery head coach. We'll we'll see what that puts that to, uh, in 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 this matchup. Yeah, and then winner. I think we're both taking Gonzaga over this winner. Yes, All of right. course. Uh, Texas, Texas and Xavier. Texas almost blew this game to Penn State the other day. Xavier's looked really good over the last few uh, few games. A really good, really good shooting team. I think they're fourth best in the nation on three point shooting. They got this one guy who couldn't miss. Uh, give me, uh, give me Xavier. I'll, I'll take Xavier. I've got, and actually, this one's still live in my bracket. I've got Texas winning this matchup. And it was not going to be against Xavier, but um, I had them winning. So, I, you know, give me Texas. I did too, but I'm changing it. Give me, give me Xav, give me Xav. Uh, Houston, Miami, my national championship team is still in the running. At least my runner-up is. Give me Houston over Miami, Florida. Yeah, I've got Houston winning it all um, in my bracket. So, obviously, got to go Houston. Um, I was hoping it was going to be a Houston-Indiana matchup. But, me too. Um, I, Miami, Played really well last night. Yeah. So. Uh, I think we'll both take Houston. So we're obviously both taking Houston. Yeah. All right. All right, Matt, like, real quick, let's talk some World Baseball Classic stuff. I mean, some pretty pretty fun games. I mean, I know there's been some hate, uh, with especially with all the injuries that we've seen, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but USA's looked really good. I mean, 9-7 win over Venezuela, uh, Mexico, Japan. Playing. I got to go. Can you give me a second? Oh, yeah. 
All right, hang on. Sorry. All right, we're losing we're losing Matt for a little bit. Uh, some little issues right there, but uh, World Baseball Classic has actually looked pretty uh pretty fun. I mean, we had the Trey Turner Grand Slam, uh, the other day. Uh, I don't see the hate. I don't see the hate, especially with KFC Barstool uh, saying we shouldn't be doing this. Why not? I mean, you got March Madness going on, so I mean, there's other stuff in the sports world. So I mean, if March Madness was not going on, a lot more people would be paying attention. We also coming up on the. Uh, spring training uh, season's about to start next month so we're getting them a little bit uh, warmed up for the season sucks the injuries are happening but i i think it's fine I mean, these fans are enjoying it i mean you saw fans lining up from uh, outside the, outside the stadium lines mile long uh, to watch the latest games such as usa and Cuba uh, the other night, USA demolished Cuba. You got Mexico and Japan in these uh, in the semifinals, trying to head to the finals to face uh, the United States. Don't have that game final yet. It'll be final by the time this podcast comes out, but uh, that should be a good game nonetheless. I mean, Shohei Otani showing out there. Uh, Japan, easy wins, just easy easy for them mexico looks really good but it's it's fun thing to see kind of like my usa olympic shirt I, it's all these great players from these home nations representing uh, it's the olympics but in uh, march getting prepared for the mlb season uh, i think it's i think it's a good thing for the sport as well drawing in i mean you're drawing in viewership from all over the world not just uh, the americas because baseball is really just an american sport yes you've got all these international guys coming in and playing but they're not going to tune in really maybe japan because of shohei uh but otherwise uh they're they're not going to tune in to watch the blue jays versus the pittsburgh pirates but they're tuning in to watch their home countries their home players play these other teams just like in the olympics when we all watch and i think if we get japan versus usa I mean, even USA versus Mexico, because I'm borders right there. I think it's going to be so much fun uh, to watch. I, I'm going to be watching that. Uh, and the Trey Turner Grand Slam, that was fun for baseball. That was fun for baseball right there. So uh, I really don't see the problem with it. I really do enjoy it, especially when all these big-time players who could be doing – could in spring training or being on vacation right now – they're deciding to suit up, go play for their home country, have a chance to win the national title, whatever, the trophy, and show out for the people that sent him there. So I think it's I think it's good for the sport, good for the fans, and really good for the players to show that they care about uh, their country, the sports, and everything else. So a uh, World Baseball Classic championship game, not official yet uh, at this time we're doing this podcast, but otherwise – uh, it's going to be a really, really good game uh, when it happens. Oh, let's see. Check the scores right now. Five to four, Mexico, bottom eight. So that's that's live of the Burgers and Brats podcast. Uh, five to four, Mexico. So could be looking Mexico versus U.S., and I'm going to be watching that one uh, for sure. And then championship game, 7 o'clock Eastern on Tuesday. So uh, today when this comes out we are going to be getting the championship game usa versus maybe mexico maybe japan 
But all right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Uh, first share my burger brought with uh, Taylor Moore of the PJ Tour. Got his first ever win uh, this weekend at the Valsper tournament. Uh, Edmund Native played basketball with his brother, uh, had his mom in English. So congratulations, Taylor Moore, first ever uh, PJ win uh, at the Valspar uh, tournament this weekend, holding off Jordan Spieth. Uh, everyone, thank you all for listening. Uh, hopefully your bracket's not busted. I mean, I'm sure it is. Everyone's bracket's busted. But uh, enjoy March Madness. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with Clay's on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Hopefully you just watch on YouTube at Burgers and Brats. And check out Burgers and Brats giveaway on Instagram and Twitter. Be entered to win a free Burgers and Brats t-shirt. Just five stars, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.